what is the Arky Shay experience? I am Arky Shay. This is the experience. I wanted to begin this year podcast uh, by discussing uh, the news out of College Station that Jimbo, the coolest named guy in, in all of college football, the head coach of the A&M Aggies, has decided to stay uh, and taking his name out of consideration, I guess, for anything, uh, because the rumor was rampant that he might be interested in LSU, or even more specifically, LSU might be interested in him. And, and I was interested in what in the world Texas A&M is, specifically, because I don't think I really know. I want to talk about that in just a second, but first talk about Dr. Zeke and One Love Hearing, where you deserve to hear with customized care. I have been, for over a decade now, a proud, loyal, and happy patient of his, and now a friend, because he started with the very basic understanding that he cares He cares about how I hear the outside world. And it's kind of hard to find people like that that actually legitimately care and aren't just trying to sell you either a device or trying to find out how much money you got in the pocket so they can get a monthly payment out of you. It it never was about that. You know, he started with a free hearing checkup and he figured out exactly how bad my hearing was. And then slowly but surely started helping me feel better about it. Not just emotionally, which that helped too, but it sort of felt good to know that someone was trying their best to make sure that something I was suffering with, I didn't have to suffer as much from. And that's the great thing about One Love Hearing. It's literally in their name, One Love Hearing. There's seven locations in North Alabama, and I think you should... Go ahead and begin that process, because no matter where you are in in life, I'm almost certain you have not had a hearing checkup in anywhere near recent memory, and you never think about it. You never think about how your hearing is diminishing, because you think, over time, as it slowly happens, it's the new normal. But it doesn't have to be the new normal. That's what I'm telling you, sons and sonsettes, for two of the girls listening on this here pod. So... Start your process of potentially hearing better today by getting a free hearing checkup. It's 256-233-3844. Very, very, very free. Seven locations in North Alabama. One will work for you. Free. And as an added bonus, if your hearing is fine, guess what he's going to do? He's going to shake your hand, tell you it's fine, and say come back for another free one when it is time. Get you on the books to where you're regularly taking care of that because it is part of your health too. People forget that early hearing loss and hearing loss in general has been linked to depression and early onset dementia. And it's not good. And just in general, it's not good to feel left out. It's 256-233-3844. You deserve to hear with customized care. Okay, so... Texas A&M is this big, splashy, sexy, cool job. It's Texas oil money. It is fun, right? It's Texas without being Texas. 
it's just weird enough to be an SEC school. It got away from Texas. Now it doesn't. But it's still got all of this money, all of these facilities that are glistening, and all of this pump swagger prestige without the actual merit behind it. And that's the thing that's always so I find so interesting about Texas A&M because let, let's let's give Texas A&M uh, a little bit of credit here. It's not because that they are going to keep Jimbo Fisher. I mean, who wouldn't? Jimbo Fisher just signed a massive deal a couple of seasons ago to basically get all kinds of junk money for doing whatever you want. I mean, he's going to try for a little bit at least, but. We have to. Anywho, outside of that, Texas A&M has at least, with dollars, made that commitment to the sport. But what have we ever seen from the? And let's just, since we're all victims of recent history, let's just think about since they've been in the Southeastern Conference. They've had a couple of really nice seasons they've beaten the number one ranked team a couple of times happened to be the same team but it happened yet in each one of those seasons there has been tremendous disappointment outside of those individual games now, Johnny Manziel did come in with a Heisman season, and there was a lot of swagger and pump in circumstance, or pump, pump, not pump, pump in circumstance. Oh, uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance around that, and that's good, even though he was returning, they didn't have nearly as good of a season the next year, and that's, listen, that's life, right? But the rest of those living life aren't paying $7.5 million for the coach. So what is Texas A&M? Should Texas A&M be the team that's got, quote, the dumbest human being on God's earth to recruit all these guys to A&M just so I can go over there to coach LSU and play against them? Mm, no. Should Texas A&M be at the upper echelon of the Southeastern Conference when they really legitimately, since they've been here, not been? What is the fair home for Texas A&M? Because I'll tell you, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Texas A&M fits the Southeastern Conference mold when it comes to dollars, when it comes to some of the quirky traditions that they have. Um, I'm not sure if they fit in any sort of winning prestige kind of fashion, but that doesn't always matter. It's about bringing in market share and eyeballs for TV and being the team in the state at the time. So what is Texas A&M? You know, I've asked a lot of friends of this, a lot of those who were in the media before, and we've been on these discussions over and over again about what would Texas A&M be happy with. Because what happens is Teams like Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State, like they sort of move the goalpost for what someone should be happy with. And trust me, social media doesn't help the echoing of the poor man's sentiments either. 
But we're literally just coming off a weekend where Kansas beat Texas, and Kansas fans are through the roof. I mean, it's something they didn't expect. It's a big win over a big school. Should they be happy with that? I don't know. But if you're, let's say, an Alabama fan, could you ever consider yourself being happy with that? And that's the bad thing. Like, if you're if you're an Alabama fan listening to this, whether you are in sort of the younger generation of Alabama fans or the or the older generation, like there there's a there's still a significant difference in what you have seen and what everyone else has seen. So what makes sense for someone like Texas A&M and let's say 50 and below who've not seen that really almost at all? Outside a couple of seasons getting into the top two, three, or four in the country and we had a much different system for figuring out a national champion then, what is this Aggies team and what is supposed to be fair? I'm not here to tell you that I have the answer. It would be pompous of me to think that I could tell you what Texas A&M should be happy with. Because if you ask me, if I, if my favorite university was paying someone $75 million over 10 seasons and you know what I could reasonably request is eight wins or maybe nine wins and maybe a 10th win, but that year also you get to beat a number one team in the country. Should I be happy with that? I don't think I would. And, and it's sort of like, what do I care as far as my team's investment and would they pay the coach? Yeah, but that's kind of beside the point now. Right? Because every team outside of, like, two are trying to win all of the games now. So the investment is high and the fan interest is high and the booster interest is high. So with this cash cow there in football, there is so much interest in your side doing not only well, getting to bowl games, getting to New Year's Day type bowl games, getting to warm weather bowl games, but to also then get to the top of the college football world. And then let's just talk about LSU. There's also interest in staying there. So it's not always just good enough to get there, which Ed Ogeron was good enough to do and make all the right calls and push all the right buttons he did. It's now everyone in the SEC's birthright to stay there. Should LSU always be there? Should Texas A&M always be there? It's like watching the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers just spin, 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 spin. And you think that's going to get you the nicest facilities, um, the best coaches, and perhaps maybe, you know, an insight on some of the players. But outside of that, how impossible is it to even ask Texas A&M to do what their money's asking? Jimbo Fisher is not wrong for accepting a whole bunch of money to do this. Everyone should. You would. I would. No matter how good we are, we would. But Texas A&M is not in their first year of Jimbo Fisher, and they got the big win over Alabama, and then they lose to Arkansas, and they lose to Mississippi State, and they lose to Ole Miss. 
while a couple of them don't look that bad now, it's it, it proves how difficult it is to just win at the level some of these coaches are and the universities are, and how you can't just expect it. Texas A&M is an elite university when it comes to just the ability to spend bucks. But they've not really had the infrastructure to win at that level and then to sustain it. And let's first talk about just getting to that level. That's impossible for Texas A&M, it feels like. I mean, even though since they've been in the conference, the joke was they're great in September and get them to October and it's over. Jimbo Fisher had made that a little bit different, even talking about this year when they were so bad to start the season before a quarterback injury. Okay. Let's, let's, let's not act like Zach Calzada was the dude that was ruining this team. And then they have a couple of unexpected, unfortunate losses. And then the win over Alabama propelled them into a, a, an opportunity to where they still had a legitimate opportunity to win the Southeastern Conference Championship. And just about when they got that momentum, beating Alabama, beating a couple of nobodies in the SEC, and then beating Auburn, you had a big game in Oxford, and you let the Ole Miss defense shut you down. College football's weird, wonky, and wild is why I love it. And this conference has been top-heavy, and so has this NCAA business for a long time. To up in that apple cart, to have a Florida show up there for a few seasons... Uh, or to have an LSU, or to have an Auburn uh, to, to show up at that level, or to even get a Washington into the college football playoff or a Michigan State. Like, a lot of things have to happen your way. It's not always just about spending and thinking you have the right coach or being in an inferior conference. It's not about that. Is it Texas A&M just can't figure out the formula? Is Jimbo Fisher a bad coach? No, he's a great recruiter, and he's a solid coach. Is he going to win a national championship at Texas A&M? No, he's not. But who is? I mean, unless like Luke Fickle's going to, to Texas A&M, who would you think is going to be able to win the national championship at A&M? It's too hard in this conference to consistently do it, and that's what makes what teams like Alabama, Ohio State have done. What it makes it so difficult to believe what they've done. Yeah, they have slip-ups, but guess who's there in the college football playoff discussion every year? Exactly. Even years they don't get there, guess who's in the discussion? Texas A&M's not been in the discussion. And granted, the playoff is fairly new, but they weren't in the BCS discussion either. So how do you change it? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not one of these guys that thinks Texas A&M is sort of, sort of snake bit, but I I think they're just like 50 other schools in the, in, in, in the, in the country. They could have a really great season, maybe pop up to be a contender, but for the most part, aren't. 
And that's the story with all kinds of sports that don't have salary caps and, and, and drafts and so on and so forth. There's no real way to flip the balance of the sport in a significant way anytime soon. You know, Ohio's not going to get the number one overall commit in the country. You don't get to draft that guy. The rich get to stay rich, and those who have less money who want to be rich keep trying. And sometimes that Ogeron gets you, or Gene Chizik gets you, or Urban Meyer shows up for a few seasons and gets you. But it's tough. It's tough to be one of the new kids on the block, and Texas A&M has been sort of that little brother, no matter how much they are better than Texas as far as games played recently, which hasn't been recently at all, or how much better they look on the recruiting trail, which is a lot better. But they sort of have that in their back of their mind. Texas A&M is a figment of our imagination. We pretend that they are going to be there. We want to give them the benefit of the doubt to be there. We want them as voters, which I am not, uh, or as fans to some degree, we want them to be in that ballpark, and they are not. So, now what? I think we just accept Texas A&M for who they are, which is a fine to very good at times, and even every now and then really, really good, but never quite their football program. Their fans don't have to accept it. I accept it. That's why their loss to Ole Miss did not at all surprise me. They've never been front runners. They're not even side runners. They barely even come up and get you from behind sometimes. They're just a team that spends a lot of money. And sometimes it works out okay and sometimes not. But that's it. <laughs>